I am confident that as we end our study of Ephesians, that you, my friend, are in the beautiful process of becoming more like Jesus. I am confident that your life has been changed with the rich depth from the book of Ephesians. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Thank you for joining me, your host, Carol McLeod, as we bring to a conclusion this life-changing study from the book of Ephesians. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at justjoyministries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, here's Carol with today's encouraging message. Today is our last day in this Bible study of the book of Ephesians, and I have entitled this Bible study, Becoming. Do you remember on the first day of this Bible study, I told you that studying the book of Ephesians was a lot like gaping over the edge of the Grand Canyon. You're amazed at its grandeur, its crevices, its colors, its majesty, but there's no way to take it all in. I think that we can all say amen to that today. Our hearts have been changed, our worlds have been enlarged, and our lives have been undone by these six chapters in the New Testament. Now, after I pull the strings together for you today, I want you to go home and choose two or three favorite verses from this matchless book of Ephesians. And I want you to claim these two or three verses as your very own. I want you to write them out, memorize them, chew on them, digest them, and share them. You know, the Word of God is so powerful and life-altering. So make sure that you embrace what God has spoken to you through the book of Ephesians. And now back to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. In addition to all, take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. At this moment in history, a new technology had just been developed. It was called flame retardant material. And so when the Roman army was encountering an enemy, the enemy would set arrows on fire and shoot them into the camp of the Roman army. These flaming arrows could cause great damage to life and to supplies and to weaponry. When an enemy would shoot flaming arrows into the camp of the Roman army, they would set everything on fire before the battle even began. But when this flame retardant material was developed and then stretched over the shields of Roman soldiers, the arrows, the flaming arrows, went miraculously and instantly out. They didn't have a chance. And when you hold up your shield of faith, which is the word of God, when you declare and sing and think about the word of God, even when you're in a battle, the flaming arrows of the enemy will go out. So quit thinking about 
the flaming arrows. Quit pondering the worst case scenarios. That's like throwing gasoline on the enemy's flaming arrows that are coming towards you. However, when we declare the word of God, there is no permanent damage done. Declaring the word of God is throwing water on the flaming arrows of the enemy. What battle are you in today? You know, several years ago, I found myself in a battle with very aggressive cancer. And rather than panic, rather than worry, rather than stay in a place of fear, I went to the word of God and I said, Father, give me a verse. And the father gave me Nahum chapter one, the last verse in the chapter. And this is what it says. And the enemy will never pass your way again. He is cut off completely. And let me tell you, I took that verse and I sang it and I declared it and I shared it and I dreamt about that verse because that verse gave me power and strength in every day in that ferocious battle. You know what else? My friend, you have the mind of Christ. So think the thoughts of God while you're in a battle. Ephesians 6, 17 says this, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know, this is so challenging, isn't it? All sorts of thoughts come your way in a battle, worry and anger and fear and denial and disappointment and surprise. But your mind is an important part of your winning strategy in a battle. That's why the Holy Spirit and Paul say, put on the helmet of salvation. Only think thoughts that have to do with your salvation, with all of the things that God has given you as a believer in Jesus Christ. Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ when you're in a battle. That's 2 Corinthians 10, 5. You are only allowed to think the thoughts of Christ when you're in a battle. And the thoughts of Jesus Christ are found in the word of God. So don't worry. Don't be disappointed. Don't complain. Don't be afraid. Think the thoughts of God, which are the word of God. And this verse says, Ephesians 6, 17 also says, take the sword of the spirit. Do you know what the sword of the spirit is? It is the word of God. I see a theme developing here, don't you? The Bible can help you slice through the enemy's deception. Remind yourself that the enemy deceives. The only trick that that Satan has against you is deception, is lying. But the word of God deals with eternal and powerful truth. So find a scripture and stand on it. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for the saints. So pray when you're in a battle. And prayer should not be your last resort, but it should be your first choice. So hit the ground, get on your knees, get on your face. Don't just pray for your battle scenario, but this verse says, pray for others. As you focus on what others are going through, you'll be healed. 
you'll be strengthened. You'll be encouraged. You'll be set free. So when you're in a battle, don't just pray for yourself and your scenario. Do that, but also pray for the needs and the healing of others. Prayer will give you the tenacity and the power to stand firm at all times, no matter what battle you are in. Ephesians 6, 19 and 20. And pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in proclaiming it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. You know what Paul says? Paul says, pray for me. I need prayer. So if you're in a battle, pray for those in spiritual authority in your life. Pray for every pastor and evangelist and missionary and radio teacher that you know. When you're in a battle, pray for those in ministry. Pray that we would be a bold witness for Jesus Christ. Pray that hell would get smaller and heaven would get bigger because of the ministry that we are giving. Part of your strategy for victory, my friend, is praying for others, especially those on the front lines of faith. Ephesians 6, 21 and 22 but that you also may know about my circumstance, how I am doing, Tychius, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make known everything to you. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, so that you may know about us and that he may comfort your hearts. Wow, I'm amazed at these verses. You want to know why? Paul didn't talk about his discomfort, about the unfairness of his imprisonment, Paul didn't talk about the substandard food, about the smell, about the rats, or about the damp, or about the cold. Paul minimized his discomfort. We can learn much from Paul, can't we? Between the lines here is the encouragement not to whine while you're in a battle. Your battle is not about your circumstances. Your battle is about standing firm for Jesus Christ. Your battle is about telling the truth and staying in a place of righteousness. Your battle is about choosing peace over all other options. Your battle is about holding forth the word of God. Your battle is about praying for others, especially those in the ministry. Paul didn't magnify his disappointment or the hand that he had been dealt. My friend, you are not the first human being in all of recorded history to experience disappointment or pain or physical discomfort. What I learned from the life of Paul is this, minimize disappointment and maximize Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6, verses 23 and 24, the last two verses in this glorious book in the Bible. Peace be to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ with incorruptible love. The final words of Paul to the church at Ephesus and to all of us who have stood on the precipice of the Grand Canyon of the book of Ephesians, trying to take it all in. It all boils down to peace, to faith, to grace, 
and to love. That is Paul's prayer for you, and it echoes through the ages. Paul's prayer for you is that you would live a life of supernatural peace regardless of your circumstances. Paul's prayer for you is that you would stay in a place of power regardless of what battle you are in. Paul's prayer for you is that you would receive grace and extend grace. And Paul's prayer for you is that you would love your Savior with an incorruptible love, a love that can't be tarnished or warped, a love that can't be lessened or weakened. You know, when you get to the end of your life, my friend, you're going to look back and say, the one thing about my life that was totally worth it was loving Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you will consider supporting Carol as she continues presenting encouraging messages like this one. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433 or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. As a thank you, we want to send you Carol's book, Defiant Joy, for your gift of just $5 or more. If you need prayer, please call us toll free. 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or contact us online at justjoyministries.com.